That is one of the best questions that you could ever ask. You, you've got today, so what are you going to do with it? And, and for some of you, that's just become like a real natural way that you go about your day. You, you wake up and you recognize that it's a gift that you've even uh, been able to wake up and breathe again. And now you begin to process, okay, Lord, what is it that you have for me today to receive, to give, whatever it might be? And there's really no better feeling than getting to the end of one of those days to lay your head on the pillow and look back over that day and say, it wasn't perfect, but I think I, I, I did what he had for me for that specific day. And we've been kind of talking about that from all different angles for the last couple of weeks uh, here uh, on the weekend, or maybe you're watching online somewhere. We're just so thankful to get to have a conversation about what we're doing with, with our time. Uh, the, the, the prayer that Scripture gave us that we've been considering is, Lord, teach us to number our days that we would get a heart of wisdom. Uh, teach us to number our days. But what I want to talk about today is um, not just being aware of the days that we have in general, but teach us, Lord, how to handle the amount of stuff that we cram into every single day. How many of you are really good crammers? You can cram an awful lot into any given day or any given week. Um, I, I, I feel that way. Um, there are times where I wish there was an extra hour in the day or an extra day in the week or like Joshua in the Old Testament prayed to stop the sun and the moon and he got a whole extra uh, bundle of time in there. I, I like that idea, except I don't, when I, when I think about it, I don't really want that because I would just fill it with something. And you probably would too. And that's kind of the deal with most of us. When you think about your life, is there an intentionality to it? Uh, are you thinking through what it is that you're spending time on throughout your day and throughout your week and throughout your month? Or is life just kind of happening to you? And I think from God's perspective, um, he's wanted to be invited into uh, our month and our week and our day and our hour just to consider him. And what is it, Lord, that you really have for me today? What is it that you want to accomplish in the time that you've uh, given me? If you've got a busy life, some of you, that's by necessity. You have to work. You have to take care of family. Uh, you, you've got obligations with school. You've got obligations in your neighborhood or, or your church. There is busy life stuff that is just necessary. But you know as well as I do that there's busy life stuff that is not necessary. And you've taken it on yourself. Uh, you, you, you've, you've had it done to you. You haven't been able to say yes to the right things or no when it would have been really appropriate. And now you're overwhelmed and trying to figure it out. There's one thing just to have a busy uh, life, an angsty life. But what about when you've got a busy, angsty heart? If you've got a busy, angsty heart that is unsettled and unfocused and not paying attention to the Lord, then I can almost guarantee that that will lead to having a busy, angsty life, an unfocused life, where you'll just kind of be prone to doing whatever 
at any given moment because you're not inviting the Lord into that hour or that moment or that opportunity. You're just kind of going, well, that seems good and they want me to do this and they don't want me to do that and I should do this over here and there's a need and there's a need and there's a need and pretty soon you're exhausted, overwhelmed, wiped out. You're familiar with the performance treadmill that's so easy for us to all get on. Um, I, I have to do certain things in order to be valuable. The performance treadmill. Or, or the approval treadmill. I have to be approved of by certain people in order to be valuable, in order to have worth. And if we're not finding our worth and our value, our identity in what Jesus says, then we're going to be filling an awful lot of our time chasing the approval of all sorts of other people or trying to perform for other people, train monkeys all out there, running the rat race, trying to measure up and impress God and impress ourselves, and impress our family and impress our coworkers and impress complete strangers to the point of exhaustion, if not death. And you run that rat race too long. You keep going down that busy, angsty heart leading to a busy, angsty life. I guarantee you at some point you'll take it out on God. You'll take it out on Jesus. Really, Lord, is this what you got for me? Really, is this what you've handed me? This is the cards that I get dealt. Is this really what? It's kind of like this. It's like there's this woman. There's a woman who gets handed a rock by Jesus. And Jesus says, I have an assignment for you today. I would like you to take this rock to the top of that mountain. That's your job today. He said, I've also provided, though, a wheelbarrow. Make it, make it a little bit easier on you. And so Jesus hands the woman the rock. The woman places the rock inside the wheelbarrow, and she takes a look at the mountain, does a quick assessment of the situation. Okay, it's just one rock, and he has given me a wheelbarrow. Thank you, Jesus. I think I can pull that off. It's a long, tall mountain. It's several miles to the top, but I've got the entire day, so let's do it. I I can handle this, Jesus. Thank you. And so she begins her journey, and it isn't that bad. I mean, especially with a wheelbarrow and just one rock, and she starts the journey, and she's walking up the mountain. She gets about a half mile up. She comes around a corner, and and there stopped off to the side of the road is, is a young man, and he's got a wheelbarrow. And he doesn't have one rock, he's got four rocks. And she pulls over and she says, are you doing okay? He says, no, I'm not, I'm not doing okay. I just, I'm just wondering maybe if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor. I got to get my four rocks to the top of this mountain today. Would you mind? I can't make it. Uh, would you mind? You've got some room there. I see you only got one rock in yours. If I just put my four in your wheelbarrow and then could you take mine for me up to the top of the mountain. Does that sound okay? And being a good Christian woman, she says, of course, no problem. I would love to help out in that regard. And so she 
begins the journey now, five rocks in her wheelbarrow, and it's a little bit heavier, but she's going, I'm, I'm doing this okay. This, I got this. This is no problem. She gets about a mile up the mountain at this point and comes around another corner, and there is a, another individual who's pulled off to the side, and it's this lady, and she has now stopped, and, and, and she's in tears, and, and, and the, the lady says, what's, what's the matter? What's wrong? She says, I can't do this. I am done. And right there in front of the lady, she sat down on the ground. And the one lady looked at the other lady and says, I noticed you've got some, some rocks in your wheelbarrow here. Were you supposed to be getting those to the top today? Yeah, I, I was, but there's no way I can pull this off. I mean, if you knew what I was going through right now and all the stuff that I'm wrestling with, there's, there's no way. W- would you mind just taking, I've only got two rocks. Would you mind taking, yeah, I'll take them. Loads the two rocks in. Okay, here we go. And she, man, this is getting heavy. She gets another half mile up the road, and now there's a family pulled off to the side. They had 19 rocks in their wheelbarrow. And you can say where this is going. The family says, oh, finally, God sent someone to help us. And this lady just kind of, her eyes get this big around, and she sets her wheelbarrow down and walks over to the family and says, you having trouble? Yeah, we're having trouble. We got all these 19 rocks and my wife's having trouble and the husband's having trouble and the kids are poopy diapers. And so now we don't know what we're going to do. We probably just need to head actually back down the hill, but we got to get our 19 rocks up to the top. And they just dump all 19 into her wheelbarrow with how now many rocks. I don't, I don't do math well. And so now she's got to carry this thing up. She can barely even lift the thing now. And she begins the laborious next hundred yards uphill trying to carry this thing. And eventually, she's, she's not even made it 100 yards further, and she just, I can't do it anymore. I'm sick and tired of this. Jesus, I can't handle this anymore. What, what do you think I'm supposed to do? There's no way I can get to the top of the mountain like this. This is absolutely overwhelming. I can't take it. Jesus appears. Poof, whoa, you're here. Did you hear me ranting and raving? Yeah, I always hear you ranting and raving, but I came anyway. Okay, thank you very much. Jesus, I can't pull this off. This load is way too heavy for me to carry. There's no way I can make it to the top of this mountain today. First it was the guy, then the girl, and the whole family after that. And how in the world do you expect me to pull this off? He said, I didn't expect you to pull this off. I only gave you one rock to carry today. That's all I had for you today. What if we are carrying way more in our day-to-day than Jesus ever intended for us to carry? What if we are doing way more than God ever intended us to do? Uh, so, So many of us have months and months of work that we have dumped into the wheelbarrow of our life. And we have not even stopped to consider the the amount of work that's before us filtered through what, what does God have to say about this? Am I just taking this on myself? Am I just doing what everybody else wants me to do? 
Do I feel some pressure to live up or measure up or pay God back for what he did for me? And that's why I have to, God did his job. Now I got to go do my job. Is that what this is all about? No wonder we're so overwhelmed. What if there's a way for God, for God to speak into our wheelbarrow, our load that we're carrying? The current one? Uh, the one that you inherit tomorrow, and invite him in and his wisdom, his word, his spirit, and say, is there any way for you to help me discern uh, what it is out of all these things? Yes, Lord, as I've sought your word and sought godly counsel and prayed, yes, there are these handful that I believe you are calling me to carry. But these, as I seek you, this is just me, or this is somebody else, or this is not something I need to carry. And begin to invite the Lord down in to sift through all it is that we're doing in any given week. I'm on that journey personally. But if we do not make a regular habit of, of seeking the Lord, seeking the word of Jesus, praying to invite him in to our day-to-day, then I, I can almost guarantee that you and I will just be running around with a, like chickens with our heads cut off, just doing whatever we need or whatever other people need or whatever we think or whatever we feel like, and then pretty soon get exhausted, resentful, angry. What is this life thing? I can't keep up. I can't do this. Rather, if we would just come to Jesus on a regular basis and say, I need you to speak into this moment, this opportunity, this situation, this set of circumstances, and then guide me. Yes, Lord, I should, or no, th- that's not for me to carry. I think we'll come out a whole lot different. Matthew chapter 11. If you have your Bible, open up to the book of Matthew. Go to chapter 11. Familiar words that we're going to find there. In Matthew chapter 11, they're words of Jesus himself. And uh, there's some of my favorite words in all the scriptures. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30 is where we're going to be. But I want you to catch this first. The, the words that Jesus is going to say here are meant to uh, settle a heart, uh, bring relief to a heart, uh, bring peace to a heart or a soul not necessarily bring relief or peace to your workload or relief or peace uh, to the amount of things that you have to pull off right now. But I believe if, if you have an angsty, busy, unfocused soul, then you're, you're probably going to have an angsty, busy, unfocused life. And so it starts with coming to Jesus and letting him do some work on your heart and soul to settle it. And then from there, you have so much more wisdom and clarity and discernment about, yeah, I should do this, or no, I shouldn't, or this is necessary, or this is not. And in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and on, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love these scriptures. These are some of my favorite. Um, this particular season of, of life, for sure. But in general, these are such powerful words from Jesus. And he starts right off in the best way possible, just saying, come to me. Come to me. And it makes me pause and wonder, in any given month, how much time have I carved out or allowed or been intentional about coming to Jesus in prayer, especially proportionate to all the other things that are going on in my life? How, how much time have I spent coming to Jesus to let him uh, speak into my heart or strengthen me or help me process circumstances that I find myself in? How often do I come to him? And what an invitation. He could look at our condition. He could look at our wheelbarrow and say, too bad for you. But he doesn't. He says, come, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. All of you that are tired and exhausted. Those of you that are burdened and heavy laden. Uh, both, both of the, the weariness and the heavy laden uh, burden sense um, can come from, from you either doing it to yourself or other people doing it to you. Some of it's self-inflicted and some of it isn't, right? We, we get ourselves into trouble all the time taking on too much without considering, is this really something that God's asked me to do or just what somebody else wants me to do or you know, whatever? Or sometimes it is. It's outside of the bounds of our control, at least to some extent. It's happened to us. And when we're burdened in that capacity, uh, it's a heavy, heavy load. And Jesus' answer is, so come to me when you're in that condition. Now, specifically in this context, he's speaking to uh, people that were familiar with a religious culture that was constantly heaping rules, regulations, and standards on people in order to make them uh, measure up or okay before God. In fact, uh, the scholars talk about the, the Pharisees had... Uh, at this point, already 600 extra laws and regulations that they had established above and beyond the scriptures about how people should observe the Sabbath. Just these man-made rules and regulations, 600 above and beyond, just on that one area of observing the Sabbath. And so people knew the impossible burden of pleasing God, of pulling off the Christian life, of doing anything that would be good enough for God, it was an impossible load. And Jesus says, come to me if you feel like this is an impossible load. Because it is. Come to me, all you're weary and burdened. And he says, I'll give you one more thing to do. No, he doesn't say that, does he? <laughs> come to me, all you're weary and, and burdened. And I'm going to make you jump through about 20,000 more hoops. No. He says, come to me all your weary and burdened. I'll give you rest. And later he'll, he'll flesh it out more. Rest for your soul. 
I want to calm you down internally so that it begins to manifest itself externally in your life. Let me settle your heart and your soul. That's only done by Jesus. And then out of a settled, peaceful heart comes a much more settled, peaceful life. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. That's our Jesus. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you. That, that, that phrase right there, the, the invitation from Jesus is, is, is some of you right now, you're, you're going, well, Jesus did give me one more thing to do. I've got to now take his yoke upon me, and thank you very much. That is something that I have to go do now. That's the most exhausted and weary of you in here right now. I'll just tell you that. Let me describe a little bit more of what that really actually means, though. Um, and so, Jala, I'm going to pick on you. Are you over there? Awesome. Um, everybody, welcome up. The lovely Jala Toss. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're not going to have Jala play guitar right now. I'm just going to um, pick on him for just a moment. I want you to picture for just a second um, this, this concept of a yoke. If you're not real familiar, it's, a, it's workload language. It's farming language. A yoke was a wooden post that was designed uh, to harness two animals such that they could pull a load that they wouldn't have been able to pull alone. And so they would kind of harness up under this, this yoke, which is such a great picture right off the bat. Jesus is speaking in language that the people then would have understood and said, I'm familiar with a yoke. And when he says, take my yoke upon you, he's saying, you can't do this alone. There is a load to be pulled. There is work to do, but you don't have to do it alone. So take my yoke upon you. So link up with me, the God of the universe, and we could do it together. And at first pass, it sounds pretty special because I, I like that idea. I don't have to do it alone. So for right now, I want you to picture for just a moment, it's not much of a stretch, that Jesus here, this Jala is Jesus. Okay? I, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Jala is Jesus. All right? And, and so now I hear, okay, I don't have to do this alone. I'm going to take the yoke of Jesus upon me, and it seemed to be two animals now coming together under this wood thing, and they're going to pull the load together. So now, cool, I have linked arms with Jesus, and now the, the full extent of my Christian journey really is being linked to Jesus arm in arm, and now wherever I go, then he goes. And this is kind of a cool thing, and, and whatever needs to happen, we're going to do together. And Oh, Jesus, by the way, i got this huge wheelbarrow right here. I need to, some help. Don't touch it, Jesus. I got that. Okay, cool. Um, actually, I don't know how that's going to work out. All right, so that's, that's, most of us dive in. Oh, I want to follow Jesus. Yes to Jesus. And so now we're linked up. And, but I still really kind of want to run the show. I, I still really kind of want to lead. I, he's next to me, and when I need him, then I can talk to him. But otherwise, you could stay there. We'll be tag team wrestling partners. And when I need you, I'll tag you. Okay, stay put. That's not, that's not what Jesus wants for us. 
And, and that isn't the full scope of the yoke illustration that Jesus is talking about. In fact, if all he is is just this buddy, this, this partner that you're equally yoked with, the Almighty God, the Son of God, equally yoked hardly, right? And yet we live that way. In fact, I don't think we just live that way. If, if left to our own devices, we, we've stepped in a relationship with, with Jesus, and that gets a whole different ballgame when you go from here. Um, it's actually more like, I want Jesus in the general backdrop of my life. And, and I know we're, we're, we're kind of together in this, but it's a little clunky when we're linked arm to arm. So really what I want for my life is piggybacking Jesus. That sound good? All right, Jolly, you ready? All right. Come on, Jesus. Let's get going here. This is the way that I would prefer to do things. So piggyback. I'm ready. Anytime. All right. We're good to go. Okay. This isn't, this isn't quite the light burden that I was thinking, Jesus. Uh, but but it, it, it's nice because at least, you know, it was a little bit clunky before when we were just kind of linked arms and at least wherever I want to go, you're, I mean, you're kind of there with me and at any given moment, you know, you feel the hot breath on your neck and, and that's the way God works and he likes to just hover over everything that we're doing and pretty soon though, like this is overwhelming and this is exhausting from a spiritual standpoint. You got to carry Jesus wherever you go. And is this, this is not easy. And this is not light. This is hard and this is heavy. And I'm going to let you down, Jesus, probably in more ways than one. If, if that's the extent of it, um, no wonder we do let Jesus down uh, because it's too overwhelming. And we think that that's, oh, but I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to yoke myself up with Jesus. But that, that really even wasn't the full scope. In this situation, they would take two animals that would go pull together. But what they would initially do when there was a, a new animal that was going to be put to work, they would always link a new, inexperienced animal with an, in, an experienced, stronger one. You'd put the young, inexperienced ox next to the experienced, strong one that knew what it was doing. And so in that regard, they were not pulling at equal strength. In that regard, the stronger, experienced one was leading the way and doing the majority of the work. That, that's the take my yoke upon you image that Jesus has for us, that if you take to the full extent, knowing that Jesus is going to pull the weight, then it's a whole lot more like this. What his invitation is, his invitation to me and you is not just link arms. Can you handle this, Jesus? Okay. His invitation is really, oh, I, had to, I had to hike up my pants there, Jesus. All right. His invitation is to firmly plant ourselves on him. Are you ready? One, two, three. 
<laughs> and we've only got 27 seconds left, so yeah, can you handle that arm view this? Okay, good. This is the picture that he has for us. He, he came so that we would plant ourselves on him and find our rest in him and on him. You guys, this is the difference between doing stuff for Jesus and doing stuff with Jesus. And even the difference between doing stuff with Jesus and doing stuff under the power of Jesus Christ. That as we just settle on to him, rest in him, this is the position that he wants us in. And he's glad to carry us. All right, you're good. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. In other words, the source, the source of more time in your week or your day is not an app. It's not an old school day timer. It's not hiring a personal administrative assistant. The source of our time issue is Jesus Christ and his word and letting him uh, strengthen you for the load that you do need to carry and let him pull the weight and letting him speak into things that maybe you have taken on that you never should have in the first place that he would give you wisdom and discernment about how you spend the time that you've got. And I want to challenge you with this. This week, this week I would challenge every single one of you every single day this next week to make an account for every hour that you spend. Every waking hour. So maybe tonight... You sit down with a notepad and a pen and you jot down every hour. You think back on your day. How did I spend that hour, that hour, that hour? Write it down. Then tomorrow, do the same thing. Write it all down. Then the end of the week, look at how you're spending your time and, and pray. Invite the Lord into your time and say, Lord, give me wisdom discernment to know what is necessary and what is not. And then help me prioritize. Strengthen me for the things that I must go through and help me rid myself of the things that I am just doing separate from you. And so, Father, we, we ask that you would give us wisdom and strength to that end to pull off the things that need to be pulled off from our calendar that you would strengthen us for the things that are necessary, are important. But Lord, would you just train us up in what it is to be better at not being so affected by just tyranny of the urgent, but to really seek you and invite you in to month by month and week by week and day by day and hour by hour that we would come to you often we thank you that you and you alone can give rest for our souls. We pray that as you settle our souls, that you would also settle 
a life that can feel overwhelming and too much at the same time. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.